Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. Really excited for tonight. Um, so thankful to have this opportunity that myself, Emma and Lani can get up and preach tonight. So Pastor John, thank you for this opportunity. Um, and since I'm up here tonight, I just want to be really honest and really real um, about some stuff, if that's okay. Because, you know, sometimes, like, as Christians, I, I know for me at least, sometimes I felt like i got to act like everything's always good all the time, you know. And sometimes we feel this pressure that because, because we're Christians, we're, we're not allowed to show any flaws. We're not allowed to show our issues. But, you know, it's actually the complete, completely the other way around. You know, if I was to get up here and act like everything's all rosy all the time, then that's actually a disservice to you, right? Because if I'm going to get up here and preach about how God's moving in my life, but not share the fact that I'm still human, that that puts like God and, and being used by God out of reach. And it makes it seem like unattainable that, that you can be used by God. And see, that's one thing I want to honor Pastor John for as well, is that's something that, that he's great at. Is he, he's such an awesome senior pastor and such a godly man, and he's honest about his struggles. And I think that makes it so easy to understand that God's love is attainable for everyone. Being used by God is, is an opportunity for everyone, right? It's not just reserved for those that are somehow always holy, right? There's no such thing. We all need God's grace and his love to get us through. So I just want to be honest with you guys about some of the stuff that's been happening in my life lately. And so for the last couple of weeks, I've felt a bit down. And for no particular reason, but I've just felt like um, the, the walk with God has, has been like a marathon. You know what I mean? Does anyone ever feel like that? And sometimes you feel like you're just going through the motions of, of the walk with God, going through the motions of Christianity. I'm reading my Bible because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm worshiping because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I've been praying, for, praying to God and seeking Him to help me, to, to pull me out of this feeling that I've been having. And I've, I've been seeking Him. But I realized that I wasn't seeking God for who He was. I was seeking Him in, for the last couple of weeks about what He could do for me. You know, and that's something that's so easy to accidentally fall into. Seeking God for His heart, uh, seeking God for His hand and missing His heart. You know, but we need to seek God for his heart because you, you get God's heart, you get everything that comes with it. When you start to seek God's heart, you get his hand as well. But it comes with seeking him for who he is. So as I was praying and reading my Bible, um, I, come, I come to this verse. And it's Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Um, and this is what it says. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guide your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, I think we're really good at the prayer and petition part of that verse. And that's where I've been for like the last couple of weeks. I've been saying, God, God, please move in my life. Please do this. Please bring breakthrough in this area. And prayer and petition is great. Don't forget prayer and petition. But I know sometimes we forget the thanksgiving. You know, and I think Thanksgiving is so important because it reminds us of what God's already been doing in our lives. It reminds us that he's never left us. He's never forsaken us and he's still there. Just because uh, we might not be seeing everything we want to see right now doesn't mean that God's left us. 
And so I was in my room on my knees praying to God and he reminded me of this verse to start to thank him. Not just for for what I have, but for the promises he's given me. Thank him for stuff that hasn't even come to pass yet. You know, because when you start to thank God, you start to, to align yourself with how good he is and remind yourself that he still loves you in the midst of everything. See, the Bible says there's nothing that separates us from the love of God. And just because you might at some point feel separated or you might feel like you're not where you want to be, that doesn't mean God has left you. It doesn't mean God has forsaken you or, or he's just, just watching you waiting, being like, oh, if you do the right thing, then I'll, then I'll come in and move in your life. God doesn't work like that. He's not just like, oh, well, if you meet all the criteria, then maybe I'll, I'll give you breakthrough. And you know, sometimes we feel like that. Sometimes we feel like the fact that we haven't seen what we want to see yet is, is on us, that somehow I'm not, I'm not a good enough Christian and that's why God's not doing anything in my life. I'm not a good enough Christian and I haven't been reading my Bible enough, um, although it's really important to read your Bible. Make sure you do that. But, but it's not these acts that earn us God's grace, his love and his blessing. It's not the acts that, that earn us God's love. God's love is freely given. He pours it out to us, right? And when we start to thank him for it, we start to remind ourselves of that. And we become aware of who God actually is. And so we start to, as we thank God, as we, we, as we actually worship him for who he is, that's when we start to see his face. We start to get an idea of his heart. And that encourage us, encourages us so much. And that's something that I've found over, the, over this last, these last couple of days. That is God has been teaching me to just thank him. Just take some time to just say, God, thank you for my life. Thank you for the people around me. Thank you for the promises that you get, you've given me. Thank you that I'm not forsaken. Thank you that I'm loved. Thank you that I'm called. Thank you that I am chosen. Thank you that you've said that this is where I'm going. Thank you that you've released me from where I was. I want to encourage you tonight. What is it that you can thank God for? Don't worry so much about what you don't have. Pray for it, ask him for it, but thank him for the blessings he's already poured out so abundantly in your life. So as, as God started to help me realign my heart with his, as he started to teach me to actually be thankful for who he is, that he started to pull me out of, of how I've been feeling. Because we get, to, we get to understand God's heart in thankfulness. Thankfulness helps us to understand who he actually is, even in the midst of not necessarily getting what we want. You know, as people, that's so hard when we don't get what we want. You know, we're always saying, God, if you love me, how come this hasn't happened? God, how come I haven't seen what I want to see? But a loving father knows the perfect time to give his child what they need. It's not always in our timing. It's not always how we want it. Our breakthrough is not always going to come exactly how we imagine it. But it's going to come perfectly because he loves us. And we need to remain thankful for who he is and his faithfulness to us. So I'm going to pray tonight. Um, then I'm going to hand over to Emma, if that's okay. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for who you are. 
God, we thank you for your faithfulness to us, God. And we thank you that you, you never leave us and you never forsake us. God, we thank you that, that you have called us into something greater than, than just this world. You've called us out of mediocrity and, and just be just getting by, God. And you've called us into abundant life, Lord. And right now, we thank you for, for the abundant life you're bringing us into, God. I thank you for the blessings that you've promised that haven't come to pass. God, we thank you, Lord, tonight for your presence, and we thank you for your heart, God, and we thank you for what you're going to do tonight, Lord, in the lives of everyone in this building. God, we just thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool, I'm going to hand over to Emma. Good evening, church. How are we all? Sorry, I'm just going to... Okay. Uh, again, I'm going to reinforce um, what Bo said before um, and just give honour and thanks to our senior pastors, Pastor John and Pastor Helen up the back. Um, thank you so much for opening up your altar uh, to us little rascals um, and giving us a chance to share what God's doing in our lives and putting on our hearts. So thank you very much. Um, and because they've spent the last 19 years of my life embarrassing me, I'm going to shout out my parents as well. Thank you for coming. Give them a round of applause. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming. I'm going to start that one. Um, I have given mine a nice little title. Um, so the title of my message tonight is called Truth in Action. Uh, I'm a strong believer that our, uh, we are not saved based on what we do um, or what we say or anything about that. It's what we believe in. Um, and I think that's a very core thing about our church and about our, our um, faith as Christians. And I love that about us because if it was based on my works, where would we be? I'm not sure where I would be. Um, so I'm going to um, jump straight to Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. I'm just going to read it from my page because my book is too heavy. Um, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Uh, we, we are encouraged by that, by that piece of scripture, that we walk into the doors of this church, of this church, and we stand here together, uh, not based on what any of us have done in our lives, but based on the fact that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, and he died for us so that we may be saved, go to heaven, live a great old life. Um, and being firm in this means knowing that we don't have to change to know God, but once we know God, we begin to change. And I think that's the important next step of accepting Jesus into our heart is beginning to see that that, that love that he gives us, it begins to stir up inside us and begin to change us as a person. Uh, so I actually wanted to go further on from Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, and I wanted to jump uh, to verse 10 uh, because verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. As we grow in our relationship with God, it becomes less about us and a whole lot more about those around us. We, we are called to go out and to sow seeds in other people's lives so that they may begin to know Jesus and they may begin to experience the same amazing life that we have. And, um, we may very well be the only Jesus that some people see in the world. In your workplace, in your families, the guy on the street down the corner, we may be the only example of, of church, of God, of heaven 
that someone gets in contact with. And so we always want to put our best foot forward. And this is not to say that I'm perfect and I'm doing that every day. My mother is in the house right now and I'm not about to lie in front of you all with her here to testify that I'm a perfect person. Uh, there is, it's beyond uh, a lie if I were to say that. Uh, but it's all about that, that step forward and that step growing with Jesus. And um, we, as I said, we're the only uh, person of, uh, sorry, representation of Jesus that some people may see. Uh, We're kind of like the review section on a product. You know, when when you like, you don't want to judge a product on what other people say, but you still read the reviews anyway. We are that to non-Christians. I thought that like that, giving that example is we want to be that five star. We don't want to be that one and a half. Well, no one's going to buy a one and a half. Um, there, so therefore, our works should uh, be the best reflection of God's image. Uh, things like living by the fruits of the Spirit, you know, joy, love, peace, spreading those, those good feelings, those, those radiating, those amazing things that God is to us, to other people. And... Um, I'm definitely not saying it's going to be easy. As, as every, I think every preacher that has ever stand on this pulpit has said, being a Christian is not easy, because if it was, everyone would be straight away. But it's an, it's an amazing experience and an amazing thing to share with other people. And uh, I just wanted to uh, encourage us as a church that this week, you know, be that five-star review and show that the, the truth in, in, of Jesus is, is not what the media is saying, not what social media is saying, but the truth of Jesus is that he is love and he is joy and he is peace. And if we begin to radiate those things, we begin to see his kingdom open up further. It'll be more than just our youth group, more than just our church, but it'll, it'll go into a wider sphere and be that ripple effect uh, throughout Bowen and throughout our state and throughout our country. Uh, so I just really wanted to um, give that to the church tonight. Uh, it's been an amazing opportunity uh, to grow in this church, and I'm so blessed uh, to have you as my church family um, impacting me. So we're going to pray again, uh, and then I'm going to pass on to Lani. Uh, so Father God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity tonight, Lord. I pray that this message uh, will be like a mustard seed in the hearts of the congregation tonight, Lord, and we'll just begin to see that grow and flourish, Lord. I thank you for all that you're doing uh, within us and within our church, and I pray that we can continue to be that five-star review. Uh, in the name of Jesus, amen. Hello, fams. Hello, Patricia and David. It's great to have you here. Yeah, and um, it's been said once, it's been said twice, but I'm going to say it again. Thank you, Pastor John. Where's Pastor Helen? Thank you, Pastor Helen. You're here somewhere. And thank you to Pastor Jason and Pastor Lynn and Pastor Dylan as well. You've really, you've been the key people who have invested into us. And um, as Bowen Emma said as well, it's a privilege and it's a responsibility to be able to share God's word. So thank you for believing in us and yeah, giving us this opportunity. So, fams, especially for those of you who've been coming to most of the services, if you haven't caught on already, the topic for May has been based on a key Bible verse, and it's from John chapter 8, verse 32, where Jesus says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's one of my favorite ones. 
So much so that I'm going to share on that verse tonight because it's the last service on this topic, I believe, before we change. But I was actually reading um, a different translation. So I normally read NIV. Put up your hand if you're an NIV reader. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Who reads The Passion? I knew Lisa does. Oh, yeah, and Jen too. Well, today was actually the first time I've actually read The Passion. I just felt drawn to read it. And it really resonated with me, this particular verse in The Passion translation. So I'm going to be reading from that translation. Um, so if you want, you can open it up on your, you can open it up in your Bibles, assuming you have your Bible, or you can open it up on your phone, John chapter 8 verse 32. And in this verse, Jesus is speaking to the Jews, but not just any Jews, he's speaking to the Jews who believe in him. And he says to them, when you continue to embrace all that I teach you, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. Now, because um, yeah, three of us are sharing tonight, I'm not going to share on the entire um, verse, but I'm going to share on the second part. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. And the key word for me when I read this was embrace. This isn't a word most people hear about. It's kind of an old school term, um, but embrace means to welcome or to accept, which opposite to this is to resist or to reject. So to get my point across um, a little bit better, I've asked my amazing husband, Pastor Dylan, to demonstrate this with me. So if you could come up. Thank you. So I come from a very affectionate family. So we're all about the hugs. If you've met my mum before, you would have received a hug. If you didn't, she mustn't have liked you. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, So there's two types of hugs which we are going to demonstrate. The first one, if you've ever been on the welcoming team, you should know this one. Hey, Jimmy. Now, the first one is what I like to call the side hug, a.k.a. the Christian hug. That was pretty intimate. Probably no head. Like just this. Okay, so... As you can see, that's a very kind of safe hug. And the reason I kind of made that reference to the welcoming team is that's what we kind of recommend. If you're welcoming someone at the door, don't assume they're like me and just love a nice big hug. Let's just take the safer option and just, you know, go go with that or even just a handshake. But if you're going to do a hug, do the side hug because it's a safe option. You can show a bit of affection, but you're kind of not getting too much in their bubble and it just works. But the other hug that I wanted to show you, which is my personal favorite, is uh, the embrace. I'm just going to put my mic down for effect. (laughs) Did I do that one? Thank you, Dylan. (laughs) Okay. So that was just for a bit of laughs. But there is a point to that. Um, So in the second hug... All the embrace, I'm going to go with that. It's a lot more intimate, right? It's a lot more body contact. It kind of linger there. Depending on how long or how nervous the people are, you might even feel their heartbeat going. might even feel their breath a bit. Okay, so they're the two different hugs. But the reason I wanted to share that with you, if we come back to the verse, Jesus says, for if you embrace the truth. Now, a little side note there, when Jesus says the truth, he's referring to himself. Now, the verse in the Bible, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So he's saying, if you embrace me, so not like this, not this little side hug, but keeping distance, keeping distance with him and kind of just being safe with him. When we embrace him, get full body-body contact with him, get up close and personal, break that bubble, that's what he's wanting from us. Let's get up close and personal with him. Let him into our lives. Let him into those messy areas. Thank you so much, Bo, for yeah, being so raw and honest about where you're at right now. And I think we need more of that. And that's the amazing thing about Jesus. He, he knows everything about us. So it's no use trying to cover up and act like you got it all together because you're full of nobody but yourself. 
And that's the cool thing about Jesus. He wants us to be honest with him. He wants to come into every bedroom of our house, the kitchen, the laundry, the bathroom. Let him in. Because what happens is, this is what happens when we do. If you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. When we really let Jesus into our lives, it releases true freedom. Now, every single person here, in some way, shape, or form, has something that's kept them down or kept them back, whether you're a Christian or not. But the cool thing is Jesus says that when we let him in, he will release freedom to us. It's the only way. He's, it's like he's got the key to it. No matter where you go, it doesn't matter whether you go to a psychologist, a counselor, it doesn't matter how intelligent you are, Jesus is the only one that has the keys to your freedom. So let him in and let him unlock that for you. And I just wanted to ask um, a question to your family. Are you a fan or are you a follower? And there's a distinct difference. So a fan admires someone. So I'm sure we all fangirl, fanboy over someone. We admire them, yeah? We see something in them that we like. It could be a characteristic or perhaps it's a skill we like. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's cool, yeah? But a follower is another level. It's you're drawn to them. You're compelled so much that you want to be led by them. In the same way with Jesus, there's many people who admire Jesus back then and even now. You bring up Jesus with people and they're like, oh yeah, he was a good guy. He lived a moral life. He was a good teacher. But that's not the Jesus we serve. We serve a king. We serve the one who gives us freedom, who set us free, who died for us. And that's why we do what we do. We are drawn to him. We're compelled to give up our old life, to lay it down and live a new life. That's the difference between a fan and a follower. Another thing about a fan is they know a lot about that person. So Fiendsy is a massive movie lover, I guess you could say. And if you just ask her anything about Disney, she'd be able to recite everything or even actors. She is a really good fan. But it's not enough just to know about someone. I mean, you can know a lot about someone, but... A lot of the kind of information we know about fans, you can just look up on the internet. You don't actually even have to have a conversation with them to know. It's kind of shallow information. But a follower knows them on a deeper level. They actually have a relationship with them. They know their heart. They know their visions. They know kind of what makes them tick. Um, They know their hopes and their dreams, perhaps even their fears. In the same way with Jesus, it's not enough to come to church, and awesome, of course, come to church. If you're youth, come to youth. It's not even enough just to read your word. You need to go to the next level and actually allow that word to change you. It's not enough to read a verse that says forgive and then hate on your, your neighbor who asked you to park off the street. No, I'm joking. I'm kidding. Sorry, that was just something that happened today. No, it's not enough to read about loving people and then to openly... <laughs> sorry. I don't know why I'm being so silly tonight. Um, and, and then to hate on people. It just, it's a contradiction. If we say we love Jesus, we, we follow what he says and we allow him to change us through his word. Last um, point, a fan kind of follows from afar. Yeah, and you need to be a fan. You can watch, you know, kind of follow them on Instagram or Facebook, read a magazine. But a follower actually journeys with them. Jesus had his disciples and they did life together. In the same way, Jesus is calling us to do life with him. Not just on a Sunday, not just when we feel like it. Every day, through the good and the bad times. Monday to Sunday, journey with him. So I just want to bring us back. I just want to bring us back um, to the verse that I've been speaking about. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. And I don't know where everyone is at in their journey tonight. Um, I just want to encourage everyone here. When we embrace Jesus, he will set us free. 
And wherever you guys are at tonight, um, I just want to encourage you that Jesus knows where you're at. He loves you all the same, whether you've been walking closely with him or not, whether you've been a fan or you've been a follower, that doesn't matter. But tonight you get to choose how your tomorrow is going to be or how your tonight's going to be. If you're going to take that next step with him, if you're going to allow him to be your leader, to be your Lord. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.